This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. When it comes to cross-cultural ministry, what does it look like for outsiders to serve as humble alongsiders in the work God is already doing? Keep listening to hear more about Craig Greenfield's new book, Subversive Mission. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. In sharing the realities of humanity, the Bible does not shy away from the way that people unjustly sin against each other. Today's Bible audio episode features themes of human suffering, like sexual trauma and violence, that may be inappropriate for small children and triggering to others. While presently there is mixed research about the benefit of trigger warnings, we wanted to make you aware of this content so that you can govern yourselves accordingly. Reaching out to a trusted support, journaling, using relaxation techniques, and to the extent that you can, exercising or moving your body are best practices. Ultimately, we pray that even in the most difficult portions of Scripture, you come to know that the God of all justice and compassion sees you. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. Ezekiel chapter 21, verses 18 through Ezekiel chapter 23, verses 1 through 21. Ezekiel chapter 21, beginning at verse 18. The Lord's message came to me. You, son of man, mark out two routes for the king of Babylon's sword to take. Both of them will originate in a single land. Make a signpost and put it at the beginning of the road leading to the city. Mark out the routes for the sword to take. Rabbah of the Ammonites and Judah with Jerusalem in it. For the king of Babylon stands at the fork in the road, at the head of the two routes. He looks for omens. He shakes arrows. He consults idols. He examines animal livers. Into his right hand comes a portent for Jerusalem to set up battering rams to give the signal for slaughter to shout out the battle cry, to set up battering rams against the gates, to erect a siege ramp, to build a siege wall. But those in Jerusalem will view it as a false omen. They have sworn solemn oaths, but the king of Babylon will accuse them of violations in order to seize them. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Because you have brought up your own guilt by uncovering your transgressions and revealing your sins through all your actions, for this reason you will be taken by force. As for you, profane and wicked prince of Israel, whose day has come, the time of final punishment. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Tear off the turban. Take off the crown. Things must change. 
exalt the lowly, bring low the exalted, a total ruin, I will make it. Indeed, this will not be until he comes to whom is the right, and I will give it to him. As for you, son of man, prophesy and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says concerning the Ammonites and their coming humiliation, a sword, a sword drawn for slaughter, polished to consume, to flash like lightning, while seeing false visions about you and reading lying omens about you, to place you on the necks of the profane wicked, whose day has come, the time of final punishment, return to its sheath, in the place where you were created. In your native land, I will judge you. I will pour out my anger on you. The fire of my fury I will blow on you. I will hand you over to brutal men who are skilled in destruction. You will become fuel for the fire. Your blood will stain the middle of the land. You will no longer be remembered, for I, the Lord, have spoken. Ezekiel chapter 22, beginning at verse 1. The sins of Jerusalem. The Lord's message came to me. As for you, son of man, are you willing to pronounce judgment? Are you willing to pronounce judgment on the bloody city? Then confront her with all her abominable deeds. Then say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, O city who spills blood within herself, which brings on her doom, and who makes herself idols, which results in impurity. You are guilty because of the blood you shed and defiled by the idols you made. You have hastened the day of your doom. The end of your years has come. Therefore, I will make you an object of scorn to the nations, an object to be mocked by all lands. Those both near and far from you will mock you, you with your bad reputation, full of turmoil. See how each of the princes of Israel living within you has used his authority to shed blood. They have treated father and mother with contempt within you. They have oppressed the resident foreigner among you. They have wronged the orphan and the widow within you. You have despised my holy things and desecrated my Sabbaths. Slanderous men shed blood within you. Those who live within you eat pagan sacrifices on the mountains. They commit obscene acts among you. They have sexual relations with their father's wife within you. They violate women during their menstrual period within you. One commits an abominable act with his neighbor's wife. Another obscenely defiles his daughter-in-law. Another violates his sister, his father's daughter within you. They take bribes within you to shed blood. You engage in usury and charge interest. You extort money from your neighbors. You have forgotten me, declares the sovereign Lord. See, I strike my hands together at the dishonest profit you have made and at the bloodshed they have done among you. Can your heart endure or can your hands be strong when I deal with you? I, the Lord, have spoken and I will do it. I will scatter you among the nations and disperse you among various countries. I will remove your impurity from you. You will be profane within yourself in the sight of the nations. Then you will know that I am the Lord. The Lord's message came to me. Son of man, the house of Israel has become slag to me. All of them are like bronze, tin, iron, and lead in the furnace. They are the worthless slag of silver. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says, because all of you have become slag, look out. I am about to gather you in the middle of Jerusalem. As silver, bronze, iron, lead, and tin are gathered in a furnace so that the fire can blow on them to melt them. So I will gather you in my anger and in my rage. I will deposit you there and melt you. I will gather you and blow on you with the fire of my fury, and you will be melted in it. As silver is melted in a furnace, so you will be melted in it. And you will know that I, the Lord, have poured out my anger on you. The Lord's message came to me. Son of man, say to her, you are a land that receives no rain or showers in the day of my anger. Her princes within her are like a roaring lion tearing its prey. They have devoured lives. 
They take away riches and valuable things. They have made many women widows within it. Her priests abuse my law and have desecrated my holy things. They do not distinguish between the holy and the profane or recognize any distinction between the unclean and the clean. They ignore my Sabbaths, and I am profane in their midst. Her officials are like wolves in her midst, rending their prey, shedding blood, and destroying lives so they can get dishonest profit. Her prophets coat their messages with whitewash. They see false visions and announce lying omens for them, saying, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. When the Lord has not spoken, the people of the land have practiced extortion and committed robbery. They have wronged the poor and needy. They have oppressed the resident foreigner and denied them justice. I looked for a man from among them who will repair the wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land so that I would not destroy it. But I found no one. So I have poured my anger on them and destroyed them with the fire of my fury. I hereby repay them for what they have done, declares the Sovereign Lord. Ezekiel chapter 23, verses 1 through 21. Two sisters. The Lord's message came to me. Son of man, there were two women who were daughters of the same mother. They engaged in prostitution in Egypt. In their youth, they engaged in prostitution. Their breasts were squeezed there. Lovers fondled their virgin nipples there. Ohola was the name of the older and Oholaba, the name of her younger sister. They became mine and gave birth to sons and daughters. Ohola is Samaria, and Oholiba is Jerusalem. Ohola engaged in prostitution while she was mine. She lusted after her lovers, the Assyrians, warriors, clothed in blue, governors and officials, all of them desirable young men, horsemen, riding on horses. She bestowed her sexual favors on them, all of them, were the choicest young men of Assyria. She defiled herself with all whom she desired, with all their idols. She did not abandon the prostitution she had practiced in Egypt, for in her youth men went to bed with her, fondled her virgin breasts, and ravished her. Therefore I handed her over to her lovers, the Assyrians, for whom she lusted. They exposed her nakedness, seized her sons and daughters, and killed her with the sword. She became notorious among women, and they executed judgments against her. Her sister, Oholaba, watched this, but she became more corrupt in her lust than her sister had been, and her acts of prostitution were more numerous than those of her sister. She lusted after the Assyrians, governors and officials, warriors in full armor, horsemen riding on horses, all of them desirable young men. I saw that she was defiled. Both of them followed the same path, but she increased her prostitution. She saw men carved on the wall, images of the Chaldeans, carved in bright red, wearing belts on their waists and flowing turbans on their heads, all of them looking like officers, the image of Babylonians, whose native land is Chaldea. When she saw them, she lusted after them and sent messengers to them in Chaldea. The Babylonians crawled into bed with her. They defiled her with their lust. After she was defiled by them, she became disgusted with them. When she lustfully exposed her nakedness, I was disgusted with her, just as I had been disgusted with her sister. Yet she increased her prostitution, remembering the days of her youth when she engaged in prostitution in the land of Egypt. She lusted after her lovers there, whose genitals were like those of donkeys, and whose admission was like that of stallions. This is how you assess the obscene conduct of your youth, when the Egyptians fondled your nipples and squeezed your young breasts. 2 Kings chapter 24, verse 20 through 2 Kings chapter 25, verses 1 through 2. 2 Kings chapter 24, beginning at verse 20. What follows is a record of what happened to Jerusalem and Judah because of the Lord's anger. He finally threw them out of his presence. Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. 2 Kings chapter 25, verses 1 through 2. 
So King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came against Jerusalem with his whole army and set up camp outside of it. They built siege ramp all around it. He arrived on the tenth day of the tenth month in the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign. The city remained under siege until King Zedekiah's eleventh year. Jeremiah chapter 52 verses 3 through 5. What follows is a record of what happened to Jerusalem and Judah because of the Lord's anger when he drove them out of his sight. Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came against Jerusalem with his whole army and set up camp outside of it. They built siege ramp all around it. He arrived on the tenth day of the tenth month in the ninth year that Zedekiah ruled over Judah. The city remained under siege until Zedekiah's eleventh year. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, I thank you for your word. Father, sometimes judgment looks like us being given over to our sins. Almost as if you're saying to us, okay, if this is what you want, then have it in full. And our consciences are seared, hearts hardened, and we just continue, continue to slide down precipitously into depravity. Sobering passages, two sisters, Ohola and Oholiba, and how the Oholiba who represented Jerusalem actually even did worse than Ohola who represented Samaria. Oh God, may it not be said of the saints and of the church that we, oh God, are carrying on in ways that are worse than even those, O oh God, who don't know you at all, of those, O oh God, who are in the world, would you help us? Would you get your church together? Would you help us to live lives, O oh God, that are prudent, that are marked by self-control, gentleness, kindness, patience, long-suffering? Would you help your churches to become, once again, places of haven and refuge, O oh God, for the poor, for the needy? for the widow, for the orphan, for the marginalized. May it be a place where the wicked are horrified by their sins, but that they would see the grace and feel the grace available to them so that they might repent and turn from their wicked ways, O God. I pray that the people of God would not be given over to their sins as a form of judgment, but that you, O God, would spark revival in the land by the power of your spirit. That you, O oh God, would get rid of all manner of evil among your people, lust, sexual misconduct, coarse words, and coarse joking. Would you clear up our speech? Would you help us, O oh God, to speak lovingly, truthfully, gracefully to one another? Would you help us to truly love justice, O oh God, and do mercy and walk humbly with you? Would you help us, O oh God, to establish correction and systems of discipline and accountability within the church, O oh God, when there are failings, sinful failings, which will happen because we're human beings. I pray, O oh God, that this change will come and that the church will begin to be known for good things, for the ways that we actually reflect the gospel, for doing good in the world, O oh God. Would you help us? Would you get us together by the power of the Holy Spirit? Help us, O oh God, to look to you. Help us, O oh God, to desire holiness individually, 
and communally. Would you help us to desire uh, to please you in all that we do? Would you help us, oh God, to affect change in this world? Your kingdom has arrived. It is here already, but not yet. We live in that tension. Would you help us to live as kingdom citizens? That the evidence, oh God, of your kingdom's arrival will be evident in the way that we live, in the way that we act, in the way that we move, in our proclamation, in the ways that we love our neighbors, oh God. Make it so abundantly clear that we truly are Christians. I pray this all in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. For many, missions is a story of heroes, martyrs, and the advance of the gospel. For others, it's a story of colonialism and missionary disasters. So how do we respond to God's call to love our neighbors as a new era emerges? Craig Greenfield shares about his journey in his new book, Subversive Mission, where he rediscovers the five-fold missional gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, and demonstrates how each of these must look radically different in a cross-cultural context. Through Craig's own journey, you'll be inspired by a new way of working for a change in the world. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off of Subversive Mission plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code THEWORD. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at IVPress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.